I'm telling you, I had a wonderful fellowship last night, and uh, it's nice to have Christian friends, isn't it? Amen. And uh, I just, uh, we had a good time of prayer, and it's nice to come into the house of the Lord and see so many faces in here. I, I thought I was going to lose a necktie again this morning. <laughs> I don't know. What's the count back there? In the 90s. In the 90s. Hallelujah. If you'll open your Bibles with me to Matthew 26. 91. Matthew 26. We'll start with verse 26. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread, blessed it, and broke it, and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. Then he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. For this is, the, is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. But I say to you, I will not drink of this fruit of the vine from now on until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. And when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Verse 26, or verse 27 says, Then he took the cup and gave thanks. This is a very solemn occasion. Time is running out. This was one of the very last acts that he would perform before going out to the Mount of Olives where he would then pray that prayer for the cup to pass from him. He would be in such distress that he would sweat great drops of blood God would send angels to strengthen him. And you know, even in this distress and in this solemn occasion, Jesus found it possible to give thanks. You know, we're such babies. Sometimes we go through things and, and all we do is complain. After all Jesus went through, all he was going to go through, he took the cup and he gave thanks. You see, Jesus had 
groomed an attitude in his life of being thankful. I think this is something that we need to really work on, being thankful for all things at all times. As we observe the Lord's Supper this morning, we have every reason to be thankful. And I'd like to consider this morning, did Jesus offer thanks for God's blessing in the past? What was he exactly... What was he offering thanks for? He says that he took the cup and he gave thanks. Was it for blessings in the past? As Jesus contemplated, contemplated dying on the cross, he offered up thanks to God. And perhaps he was thinking of God, he was thanking God for provisions for his ministry. You know, God had supplied so much during that three and a half years. Many times, like at the tomb of Lazarus, he'd say a prayer and he says, I thank you, God. He'd thank him in it. And he said, I, I said these things for your benefit, you know. God had provided for a wonderful ministry here on earth. And perhaps he was thanking God for his redemptive purpose. Boy, let me get a water here. For his redemptive purposes. From the beginning of time, God had it in his mind that whosoever believed on the Lord Jesus Christ was going to be saved. He knew before there was a sin that he was going to send a Savior. He was the Lamb slain from the foundation of the earth. Where would you and I be today if Jesus had never come? If Jesus had refused to drink that cup that was set before him, he took the cup and he gave thanks. And perhaps he was thanking God for controlling his life and for the divine protection. You remember they wanted to throw him off a, off a cliff and they wanted to stone him. Many times they would want to kill Jesus and he would just walk through them like they weren't there because father was protecting him because his time had not yet come and maybe he was thanking God for protecting him all those, those times perhaps he was thanking God for ab his abiding presence and I don't think unless you have had that privilege of abiding in God's presence 
you can really understand that that's something really to give thanks for. Oh, I just love the presence of God. I love the presence of God to be in every one of our services. I love the presence of God even when I'm driving a school bus. I know he's there with me. And I know that some of you women, uh, when you're doing dishes or tending kids or whatever, God can be a very present help in the time of trouble. He can be there with you. And we need to be thankful for the presence of God. Hallelujah. God has manifested himself in so many ways in our services. And we ought to be thankful for it. If our Lord could find reasons to be thankful for the past, then it would follow that we should be able to find things in the past that we could be thankful for. How many are thankful for their salvation this morning? Oh, glory to God. What an experience. Jesus coming into your life and all things become new. All things have passed away. It's such a great experience. Something to be thankful for. We should be thankful for the pioneers of the faith. For Paul and Silas and Peter and John. And some of them suffered horrible, horrible things at the hands of men. There were men that were burned at the stake so that you and I could have the faith. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't it something to be thankful for? Some of those pioneers left their homes and it says over in Hebrews that they wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins and lived in caves and of whom the world was not worthy. Then we ought to be thankful for our forefathers. Just think of the ones who brought forth the assemblies of God. They had an experience. They were filled with the Holy Ghost and fire. And when they began to speak in tongues, their, their denomination said, we don't want you anymore. I want you to leave. And so they, they went about, and they couldn't keep quiet, couldn't shut them up. They joined together, and they brought forth the assemblies of God. They preached in storefronts. They preached in, uh, in these, uh, what, what do they call them, arbors? Brush arbors. They preached wherever they could get a crowd together. And we ought to be thankful for men like that. Hallelujah. 
We ought to be thankful for our spiritual forefathers, the ones that led us to the Lord. The ones who witnessed us personally. Some of them, we don't even know where they're at anymore. But God was working on us through these people. I think right now it would be good for us to give thanks for what God has done in the past, don't you? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Father, we thank you this morning that you have put together a body of Christ here, that you have saved us from our sins, that you have empowered us with the Holy Ghost and fire, that you've given us the message. We thank you for our forefathers. We thank you for those who have brought the faith Hallelujah. He took the cup and he gave thanks. Did Jesus offer thanks for the blessing that was now taking place right in the present? We can be certain that uh, he was living and laboring with the awareness that Father's abiding presence was there. Twice during his ministry, he'd heard a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Our Lord came to this earth with a mission. Now it's about to come to an end. The devil would come, but he, the devil has nothing in him. God had kept him holy. God had kept him from all sin. God had kept him perfect. His ministry had gone according to the word of God. His ministry involved teaching, it involved healing, but it involved dying on a cross. And his mission was just about complete. Don't you think that must have given him joy down in his spirit? Hey, Father, I, I've done everything that you've told me to do. One of his last words on the cross was, it is finished. I've done it. The feeling of accomplishment. I've done what you've sent me to do, Father. That must give him great joy. Hallelujah. Great joy. You know, there is joy in doing the will of the Father. Amen. Hallelujah. So let us search the things of God. What's he doing right now that we could be thankful for? First of all, 
I want to thank God for the present revival we're experiencing right now. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I want to thank God for this church building which is paid for, which, which we can worship in, which we have, and it's ours, and no one's going to stop us. We are able to worship here as we want to worship. I'm thankful to God for that this morning. Hallelujah. That's right. Give him a, give him a praise offering. Hallelujah. I'm thankful for the body of Christ that he's put together here. Oh, hallelujah. God has put together something wonderful here. Oh, what a privilege it is to be the pastor of this church. I'm thankful to God for that. I'm thankful for each one of you. How many pastors would walk in on a Thursday and find people working all over his church. Here he is out driving a bus, and he comes in. No one said anything to him. Here they are working. We got two, two women upstairs cleaning. We got two men putting, putting this uh, sizing or whatever they call it on the wall here so it won't bleed through so they can paint it. We got people down there with jacks, jacking up these old rotten beams downstairs. We got people changing light bulbs. I'm telling you, it's a wonderful thing when, it, when, it, when God can just motivate people to do things and pastor doesn't have to say, would you do this, would you do this? And I love it here. I thank God for this body of Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I thank God for friends and for loved ones. Oh, hallelujah. How blessed we are. I thank God for my children. Thank God for a, a helping wife and a loving wife. Hallelujah. And you, you can thank God for what? All right, let's hear it. What are you thankful for this morning? Come on, somebody holler right out. What are you thankful for? Come on. Just like popcorn, let's go. What are you thankful for? Help me. Being saved. What? Health. Bringing you here. Hallelujah. Sunday school class. Parents, teenagers. For Jesus, yes. For jobs. For a great youth leader, hallelujah. A great pastor. You know, I was, I was telling someone the other day, I said, you know, you've got to believe it's God. Brother Heslop, when he was in Waterloo, that church was growing. You know that, right? It was growing. He went down to Chittenango, and the church went down. Not the man, it's God. And we've got to realize that. It's not me. 
It's God. God is building his church. Amen. And I thank God he's building his church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Every one of us can be thankful for our families, can't we? Hallelujah. He took the cup and he gave thanks. Our Lord offered thanks for the past, for the present. And I think he most of all offered thanks for the future. I think he was anticipating the joy that was going to come when he would return unto the Father. Don't you think that there was a real joy in his soul when, when he was going to come back together with the Father as one? Oh, I think that that separation every day, having to be apart for that short time when he became sin. You see, Father can't look on sin. And that's why Jesus hollered out, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? That's why that cup was so distasteful that he would sweat great drops of blood. He knew he was going to have to be parted from the Father for a short while. But they were coming together again. Hallelujah. They were coming together again. Look at Hebrews 12. Hebrews 12, verse 2. looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. Consider. That's what it says. Consider. Verse 3. It says, looking unto him. Look how he endured. That's the way we can endure. For the joy that was set before him. You can't begin to imagine what God has prepared for you in heaven. Whew. It's going to be great. And these elements of communion represent the fact, it says, as often as you do these things, you do proclaim the Lord's death till he what? Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. He's coming for a church without spot, without wrinkle. He's going to take us home to glory. And for the joy that's set before us, we ought to be able to endure now. Look at Hebrews 11. <clears throat> Verse 24. Moses had the same kind of an attitude. For by faith, Moses when he came to age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, 
choosing rather to suffer the afflictions with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures of Egypt, for he looked to the reward. He looked for the thing that was going to come. He did not look at the situation as it was. He looked at it as it was going to be. He did not look at the things that could be seen. He looked at the things that could not be seen. And that's how we're going to endure. And when you begin to think of the joy that is set before us, it ought to make you thankful. Paul had the same kind of an attitude. Romans chapter 8 in verse 18, it says, Therefore he has mercy on whom he will... Oh, I'm in the wrong one. Excuse me. Get, get over to verse 8. Chapter 8. Chapter 8, verse 18. For I consider that the suffering of this present times are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Did you hear what he said? The suffering of this present age is not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us. God is going to begin to reveal the glory. God is going to bring us into glory. We're going to be with the Lord forever and ever. He has prepared a banqueting table for us. And his banner over us is love. Hallelujah. That's something to be thankful for. Hallelujah. And so, I wonder if that isn't what Jesus was kind of thanking God for as he held in his hands those elements of communion which represented his suffering and his death and his resurrection, his victory over sin. Hallelujah. I think he was just praising God that he was going to have the victory. Did you ever praise God when you knew you were going to get the victory? I think he was praising God because he knew the victory was his. Hallelujah. It was accomplished. And as we partake of these symbols, and if the brethren want to go tell them, we'll be taking, partaking here in a few minutes. As we partake of these symbols, which represents his coming in the flesh, as we partake of these symbols that represents his sacrificial death. Let's just take a few moments and search our hearts for the things that we're thankful for. And let's, let's offer thanks. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. What I want you to do is I want you to stand and raise your hands and, and, and just be in the presence of Christ right now. Be in the presence of Almighty God. Don't worry about who's around you. And just begin to thank God.
Thank him for the past. Thank him for the present. Thank him for the future. Thank him for everything that you can think of to thank him for, especially for Jesus coming to this earth and giving himself that we might have life and that we might have it more abundantly. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I'm going to ask that, that Brother uh, Saunders, you'd begin to lead out in this prayer of thanksgiving. Hallelujah. 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 We praise you. We glorify you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, I don't know how people can be quiet when, when they're thanking God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Oh, thou art worthy, Lord. Thank you that you were willing to come to this earth and to die, to become sin, that I might become the righteousness of God in you. Thank you for your shed blood. Thank you that you were willing to suffer the, all these contradictions of men, that you were willing to take the stripes upon your back, that I might be healed. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the promises that are in the book. Every promise is yea and amen in Jesus Christ. And you have promised us. You have promised us, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in thy household. We thank you for our families. We thank you that you are saving our children. You, we thank you that you're saving our loved ones. We thank you for that unsaved husband. We thank you for that unsaved wife. We thank you for those unsaved daughters. We thank you for those unsaved uh, boys. Hallelujah. We thank you for our just moving in their lives, for regenerating them, for bringing them to repentance. Hallelujah. We thank you for your hand of protection upon our children. We thank you, Lord, that you are greater than, than, than abortion. And God, we thank you that you are going to overcome abortion. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want you to be obedient to the Spirit. If the Spirit moves you to praise, begin to praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Oh, glory to your name. Glory to your name. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, praise the name of Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah.
time. You may be seated. I want you to continue to praise him. Continue to praise him. And I want you to search your own hearts. We serve open communion here. And if you are uh, not right with God, then get right with God because this taking communion is very serious. And uh, we're told to search our own hearts. I don't know your heart unless God reveals it to me, but God knows. Hallelujah. Search your hearts. It says, confess your sins unto him, for he is faithful and just to forgive you your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Jesus died for the purpose of saving us, not for eternity, but saving us from our sins. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 